Hey everybody, welcome to Artist Soapbox. Artist Soapbox is a podcast featuring triangle area artists talking about their work, their plans, their manifestos. I am your host, Tamara Kassane. Hey friends, you may have noticed that we at Artist Soapbox have been producing a lot of original scripted audio fiction over the last few years. In 2019, we released the full-length audio drama, Master Builder. In 2020, we released the full-length audio drama, The New Colossus, and the 11-episode audio anthology titled Declaration of Love. This year, in 2021, we have released ASBX Shorts, six audio fiction pieces under 10 minutes, and we will be heading into the recording studio next month to record our original nine-episode audio drama, Jesus Pancake. This is such an exciting time for us. Thank you so much for your support. In addition to all of that this year, in 2021, we have been conducting a 12-month pilot program for aspiring audio dramatists graciously and generously funded by the Mary Duke Biddle Foundation. In this episode, you'll hear our three audio writers, Ashley Ruth Bernier, Tori Grace Nichols, and Shay Stanley, along with the co-administrators, Aurelia Belfield, and me, discuss elements of the pilot program and the discoveries made. This year, all of the audio dramas were inspired by the prompt, Food for Thought, so you'll hear us refer to it as the Food for Thought Project. Now, the conversation in this episode was recorded in June, when the writers were in the thick of finishing their first episodes and writing outlines for their entire seasons. Four months later, in October, we are just wrapping up the recording phase so that we can produce and present a portion of each of their pilot episodes. Aurelia and I are excited to share these when they are out of post-production, so stay tuned for announcements about that. And big thanks to our production manager, Griffin James, and directors, Rachel Clem, Barbette Hunter, and Tori Grace Nichols. In the short term, please keep an eye on the Artist Soapbox website because we will be publishing four related blog posts written by local theater maker and writer, Katie Coop. Each of those posts will provide additional focus and attention on the Food for Thought project and each individual aspiring audio dramatist. Regardless of your medium or genre, I think you'll find this conversation to be a delight. There are numerous writing tips, vulnerabilities, and encouragement to tell your story. I'm so grateful to Ashley, Grace, and Shay. Alrighty, enjoy this episode and stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for getting together to talk about writing audio dramas. Hey. Hey. I thought we would begin just with an introduction. So why don't we go around, if you would say your name and the piece that you are working on for the Food for Thought project. All right, great. I'll go first. My name is Ashley Bernier, and I'm really excited to be writing an audio drama called And Eat It Too. It's about a cake baking show that takes place, a reality show that's taking place on a Caribbean island and all of the hijinks that go along with how that cake show impacts the community. And hey, I am 
Tori Grace Nichols, most folks call me Grace. I am writing a piece called Crocodile Twins. It's about two young folks figuring out who they are and how to stay connected. Both people are of the Philippine diaspora, is adopted, and they go on journeys of friendship, gender, and sexuality, and connection. Hi, my name is Shay Stanley. I am working on a piece that has absolutely no title. It's in my docs as Untitled Hot Dog Project. It is about a young woman who's just graduated college and is coping with the death of her mom by spending all of her time at this disgusting hot dog restaurant and figuring out how to feed herself when she's just really, really sad. But it's funny. And I am Aurelia Belfield, and I am not writing a thing at all. I, in fact, am co-producing <laughs> this whole shebang with Tamara, and I'm really grateful to be here and to be able to work with these awesome writers. Thanks, everybody, for that concise and intriguing introduction. So if people haven't figured it out, there is something that unites all of these stories, and that is a prompt. The prompt is food for thought. And I'm wondering, writers, I'm wondering if you like writing to a prompt and what it was like to write to this prompt specifically. I love writing to a prompt because when I don't have a prompt, I think that I have to write the most perfect story that encompasses every thought I've ever had and every experiences I've ever had. And so having a prompt really like narrows that for me. And so I thought this was like really exciting and I love food. So it was a great jumping off point. Yeah. Piggybacking off of what Shay said, I love having a prompt to write to. I actually feel that it helps me to be more creative when I'm just given an opportunity to kind of narrow down my ideas. Otherwise, I feel a bit untethered. Writing about food has been awesome because I, being from the Virgin Islands, I'm from St. Thomas, I love to write about, I love to write stories that take place in St. Thomas. And, you know, food is such a big part of our culture that it was just a great vehicle for incorporating some of the things that I wanted to include in my stories anyway. Yeah, food is just such a universal and great concept to write about. I really was thrilled about starting this project. Yeah, actually, I was gonna say exactly that about sort of a, a boundary or a container really helps me to feel more creative as well. I can almost go more places. And this prompt has been great because there's so much you can do with it as far as like bringing in the delight and the sensations of food through sound has been an interesting experiment. And then just food for thought, food for thought as a metaphor to give ourselves and the people listening also something to think about. That's been fun too. Aurelia, you are one of my favorite foodies and this was right up your alley you are the person responsible for finding some of the wonderful expert speakers 
for the writers to glean some wisdom from. Do you have any thoughts about this prompt and how it inspired you as a producer? I love food, as you mentioned, and I love the way that food tells stories in and of itself. I What really inspired me for this project is the idea of how food connects us all and, and sort of brings us all together in in various ways, similarities and differences across cultures, across time periods. And I feel like it is a lens in which we don't sort of dig into as often as we could or should in terms of storytelling. So that was, I was really pumped about that. And I was really pumped to bring in some really great expert speakers in the food space for exactly this reason. Um, so we were really blessed to be able to work with folks like Stephen Satterfield of, of Whetstone Magazine and now of Netflix's High on the Hog. And also Gabrielle Etienne, who is the co-founder of Tallgrass Food Box and was also prominently featured on an episode of High on the Hog, which everybody should watch because it is a fantastic program, not just because our expert speakers were on it, but because it actually is really great and gives a really lovely perspective on Southern food ways in a way that we haven't really seen on a mainstream platform before. And that is what I think all of our writers are bringing in with all of their stories, just all of these wonderful perspectives on food and food ways and how it sort of touches every single thing that we do in our lives. Like we have to eat and food also has to come from somewhere. So, Right. Several of you alluded to this. How did your idea come to you? Was it a lightning bolt or like a pebble in your shoe? Or did you have the idea before this project started? How did you settle on the thing that you are now writing about? For me, when I, when I write, I usually start with like something like a, just a small idea. And for me, because we were given the prompt to write about food, my mind instantly went to my favorite food, which is cake. <laughs> I love cake. And I started thinking about cake, you know, in my culture, the Vienna cake that we eat prominently in the Virgin Islands. And I feel like just that nugget of Maybe I could write an audio drama about a baker who's, you know, struggling with the idea of a cake show on this island and also, you know, people who are struggling, like the idea of like decadence versus struggle. The more I thought about it, I feel like this kind of kept snowballing into like a bigger and bigger idea. And then, you know, going back to our expert speakers that I really had just described, so much of what they said, just gave me so much to think about in terms of ideas and concepts surrounding food and equality and distribution and culture. And it just felt like the whole idea came together for me. So it's been really exciting to write it. Like the more I think about it, the more it feels like this is the right thing to write. Yeah. Similar to Ashley, when we got the prompt, I started thinking about my favorite foods. And I thought a lot about how I got into some pretty deep credit card debt after my brother passed a couple of years ago because I found the concept of like cooking for myself just unbearable. And I just kept buying food. I think every meal that I ate for like two years, I bought which was not within my means. I was in college, like on loans, and I was just doing it. Mm -hmm. And 
what I've like come to explore in this piece is like when food is like both a source of like comfort and a source of stress at the same time and like what that means and how it's like you really just get stuck in it and I really got stuck in it and I think that just led me to think more about like the time of like being in college and like immediately after graduating college and everything that's going on and having that compounded by grief and like you're a real adult now and you weren't before but you sort of were and everyone else is and like what does anybody even eat ever which is like I still find myself when I'm experiencing stress I wake up and I'm like well what is anybody can somebody tell me what they're eating I don't Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to be eating so I think that led me to this story that I'm writing now for me I had this story in mind for a while of two young people who are friends growing into and figuring out their gender and sexuality. And I think I had first placed it at maybe like a carnival setting or something like that, because that seemed interesting to me. But then I realized I really have no idea about the inner workings of those places, as fascinating fascinating as it might be. And so, and then I turned to a food or a food source of sorts that I love, which is Filipino food. And realized, oh, yeah, you know, the greatest encouragement is, you know, write what you know. I love Filipino food. And as an adopted person, eating Filipino food, learning about Filipino food has been a really wonderful way to reconnect with my culture. And a thing that I, that I like to tell adoptees often is there are some things that can never be taken away from you that you can choose to be close to. And food is called the great connector for many, for many different reasons, I think. And so in this story, I really want to showcase the adoptee's experience with that of just feeling really connected. I don't think we get a lot of adoptee experiences or stories that are told in that way. So I'm excited to tell that, that aspect. Thanks so much for sharing, everyone. Let's talk about what it's like to write an audio drama. But first, I would like to hear from Aurelia about helping people prepare to write an audio drama and the guests that we brought in. It is something, right? <laughs> it is it is a new medium uh, for a lot of folks. It is just a new way of thinking about writing. It is kind of a a crazy sort of Voltron of all different kinds of platforms. So you incorporate some TV writing style and some film writing style, some playwriting style, and even things that you learn writing prose. So it is something for everyone to get used to. And I know all of our folks sort of came from different writing backgrounds and generally just like taking away a sense, right? So how do we describe things that we can't see? How, how do we use our other senses? How do we make our audience feel things without being able to see them? And for that, we brought in several super, super helpful guests. Oh my goodness. We were really lucky to have Ashley Melzer talk to us about TV writing and how to structure something episodically and most especially how to, how to write a killer pilot. And I think that sort of 
lit a fire under under some of our folks pretty successfully. And also Morgan Gibbons of Flyest Fables came and was kind enough to chat with us about structuring an audio drama long term and some of the more technical aspects mm-hmm. of being an audio dramatist and um, carrying a story out in a way that is still interesting, even when we're not dealing with a visual aspect of things and how to keep an audience engaged and, and how to make something that stands out from the crowd a little bit. Yes, we've been so lucky to have these wonderful speakers I feel so grateful that you connected with them and and brought them to this group. So thank you so much for doing that. So writers, what are your thoughts about what it's been like? Now, we're kind of in the thick of it, right? Because we are talking and it is the beginning of June. So this is about halfway through this epically long, year-long event of writing a thing. So we can touch base again at the end of the year once you're on the other side of it. But What are your observations about the experience of translating your ideas into an audio drama piece? You know, it's funny now that you say that, I'm realizing that I did a screenwriting program in college and my biggest note was always like, you need to make this more visual. (laughs) There's too much dialogue. And I feel like I have finally learned how to do that. (laughs) And now I am completely undoing it and everything I write. Like I just realized that one of like the main moments in my pilot is somebody comes in and does a cartwheel and I, it's, it's just visual in the script and I just need to rewrite it. But it's also kind of fun. I mean, it like changes what you can write. And so I feel like what I, I don't know about everybody else, but what I've been doing is just writing it how I would write it visually and then going back and reading it and trying to change it to something that is better for audio. And I find that to be kind of fun because it's just making you be more creative. There's this improv game that's like, that's called New Choice. And you just, you say something and somebody says new choice and you have to say something completely different. And I feel like that's what I'm having to do with all my scripts. And it's kind of fun. I usually write novels or long form fiction or shorter fiction. So writing an audio drama was a whole new world (laughs) for me. I thought it sounded like a really intriguing project because I feel that when I write prose, I do focus a lot on my character's dialogue. And so I thought that writing an audio drama piece would be, you know, just a great project and something new to try out. And it was a little challenging at first, just getting into this new form. Because again, like Shay said, it's, we're so used to writing things visually or providing a visual description. And so just trying to dial back on that and thinking about what a scene sounds like instead. And then also getting some of the great advice from our expert speakers and from Tamara and Aurelia about, you know, not making your characters sound too much alike or not having too many characters together in a scene, just keeping those things in mind were a bit of a challenge at first, just different rules to play by. But I found that once I got into it, it was really fun to include the sound effect or to really consider how your characters are saying something and how you can convey, you know, deeper meanings just by you know, what's being said or how long there's a pause or, you know, the sound effects in the background. And so it's Mm -hmm. been really fun to, you know, just experiment and write in this new, for me, (laughs) this new form. Right. I think some of the most helpful advice 
that I've gotten through this process is really to figure out how how to have sound be a character and help fill out the story and certainly always serve a purpose because that's the medium we're working in. And so it, it's certainly challenging. But I think a, a favorite thing I heard from Steven Sutterfeld was, you know, he thought about podcasts as one of the most intimate mediums or forms as far as, you know, you're you're kind of literally in somebody's mind. And again, there's that interesting parallel about having a container that allows more creativity, kind of allows people to have their own experience, then their like their own imagination, what they might visualize could be completely different than what someone else envisioned. But you do you do get to give, you know, give this like sound guided experience. So many challenges, but certainly an exciting form. Absolutely. I'm just really excited and glad to hear everybody talking about their experience in such a vulnerable way. I really appreciate that from you guys. And it's one of the reasons why we were glad to have you. At this point, let's say not necessarily the whole process, but at least through the development process, is there something about writing something sort of in a cohort or in a group that was helpful in developing the ideas that you ended up coming up with? I know that I always find it helpful to have others read my work. Otherwise, I feel like I'm kind of in like a sounding bubble and everything that I write sounds great to me or everything I write sounds bad, bad to me. So it's it's great to get real world feedback. And I always feel just so much more validated and happy as a writer when I get to talk about my work with other writers and their work as well. So meeting as a cohort really just did a lot for me as a writer. It made me just feel good and feel better about what I'm doing. Yeah, I feel like I really struggle with discipline when it comes to writing. And it gets worse and worse. You know, I don't write one day. And so then the next day, I feel like I have to write twice as much and then I don't do it at all. And then that gets worse. And it's been really helpful to have people that I'm meeting with every month or however often we meet to be like, oh God, I haven't written anything. I, I deserve to die. I like will never achieve anything. And everyone's like, um, actually, sort of me neither. <laughs> and we're going to figure it out. And it would be helpful to you. And I'm like, oh, it'd be super helpful if I could just write for 15 minutes. And then there's like, you can just sort of do that. That's fully in your control. And I think just having people around you who are also writing and also know how hard it can be just like takes the shame off and like takes the pressure off and like lets helps me reset every so often to stop feeling like I'm always behind because I'm not behind because I set my own deadlines to some extent. Yes, Shay and Ashley and this wonderful cohort set up by Tamara and really uh it's the camaraderie <laughs> and and accountability has been really helpful and what has been astounding to me just recently three of us got to kind of meet up and discuss our work was what was astounding was that all of us feeling essentially like questioning our work and not knowing yeah what folks thought about it was good or not 
and stuff like that. When when we each gave feedback to each other, it was like your work is so good, <laughs> and and in in genuine ways <laughs> mm. that these stories feel really important and exciting to be telling um, because of the personal aspects. Because we are really creative, talented people, but the world teaches us to question ourselves. Yeah, I, I still feel like I do a lot of that, but this cohort really helps in being like, oh, because I have some people actively actively reading who are interested in my work, giving me such nice feedback is really helpful. You have all been so lovely to spend time with. We're just so grateful for your work. As a sort of a side question related to that, you all have full lives and other work and other relationships that take up your time and energy. And it's no small thing to take on a writing project like this. So I'm wondering, how are you making this work? Do you have a trick? Maybe not trick is not the right word, tool to keep you moving forward and engaged. I think from a like logistical standpoint, like I mentioned, I was really struggling to keep a good writing schedule and not get overwhelmed by it. And then I think it was our last meeting. I don't know whether it was you, Tamara, or you, Aurelia, but somebody was like, Shay, what if you just every day you just write something and that can be like one line and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And that was like mind blowing to me. And I started doing that. And then that has morphed into I will either write something or I will set a timer for 15 minutes. And every piece of dialogue that I have in my pilot right now was written that way. And I realized that that is how I do creative tasks best, which is very different from how I do non-creative tasks. Like if I'm going to hang a curtain rod in my room, like I'm going to spend an hour doing that and I won't stop till it's done. And that is just not feasible for the way my brain works with like creativity. And so that's been really, really exciting. And I've literally figured that out within the last week. I was kind of given an opportunity by the universe when <laughs> in March we had to quarantine because a member of our family fell ill. Thankfully they are okay. But it was 24 days of sitting at home with literally nothing <laughs> that could be done, which was a great opportunity to get a lot of writing done. Since going back to work, things have slowed down a bit, but I always block off about 40 minutes at the end of the day to write. I am working on a, a couple of different projects. In addition to the audio drama, I'm also working on finishing up a novel and also like a long form fiction piece. And so I kind of take turns on different nights working on all of those different pieces. I kind of promise myself that I will do something, even if it's just rereading to make sure that I still like what I wrote before or changing a line or you know actively writing for that whole time. But I do try to block off that time every single night. And it kind of helps me wind down and, and go to bed. Getting into a, a group chat with Ashley and Shay has been helpful. I also need a lot of accountability because I will trick myself into not writing. So I always think about it as if if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, then I have to do it because I told somebody <laughs> I was going to do it, not just myself. <laughs> 
that has been really helpful. We just mm-hmm. message each other, hey, I'm writing for 15 minutes or however long. And usually we encourage each other, but that's that's not required either. And I similarly, I think it was Tamara or Aurelia, you know, mentioned some similar. Yeah, if something just comes to mind, that's that's exciting to write it down and it doesn't have to be linear. So, you know, something like, oh, wouldn't it be exciting if the characters did this? And it could just be random, but if you write it down, then it gives you some material to maybe try to work into the story somewhere that, you know, you've already found interesting. So that's that's been helpful too. These are all wonderful tips. I'm super excited to hear you talk about them. And I'm sure that's going to be great inspiration for other writers as well. I have one last question. And then if there's anything else that anybody wants to say, you're welcome to say it. The last question is, what are you most excited about related to this project at this particular moment in time? I'm really excited, not just about hearing my piece read aloud, but also getting to hear Shay and Grace's pieces also, because they are really fantastic. And just seeing all of our finished projects, or listening to, sorry, not seeing, but listening to all of everybody's finished product at the end of this. And I'm excited about having had the chance to work with this form, you know, perhaps writing other audio dramas in the future. It's really cool. Yeah, similarly, I'm excited to get to see it through the whole process. So to get to see it cast with actors and have some part of it produced is just very satisfying and I think is really exciting and makes it much easier to write it. Because I'm like, oh, what do I, what do I want the actual thing to sound like? This is not hypothetical. Like, what do I, what do I want to happen? And what do I want these actors to say? And I think having such a tangible end goal makes it easier to write and makes it a lot more exciting. Similar to Ashley, I am very excited about hearing the other pieces. I already had a sense with just reading through our drafts. It will be exciting to say I knew these people when and can maybe hope the same for my piece. And then personally, yes, I'm just looking forward to finishing it. (laughs) And in the ways of just writing it, it's been a cool process. It feels really personal and special to me. And I'm, I'm excited to put it out in the world. I will tell you what I'm excited about. I am excited to hear these excerpts. I'm excited to read your finished pieces and to see where you go with them in the future. And I am excited that we got to do this project together and build this space and to equip you guys to sort of make space out there in the world on your own. I think you all bring such a unique perspective that is so necessary. And I think that this project in general has been an effort in in community building and an effort in sort of building out a structure that can be replicated to make space for folks that haven't necessarily had space made for them in this world, especially in in the arts and entertainment sector of this world. I think audio drama, and I've always thought that audio drama is a brilliant way to be able to democratize some of our entertainment economy. And I think that we have proven that this can be done and that marginalized voices are 
and have always been voices that are worth hearing and, and getting excited about. So that's, that's what I can't wait to see. I can't wait for other people to see all of the wonderful things that Tamara and I saw in you and what you all have seen in each other. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for your time and for your words of wisdom. I really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to see where we are six months from now. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Tamara. Thank you for the opportunity. Did you miss the Indiegogo campaign for Jesus Pancake? Well, do not fret. You can still contribute to Artist Soapbox via PayPal, Venmo, Coffee, and by becoming a monthly patron via Patreon. See the links in the show notes for more information. Thank you.